You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm joined in the studio uh, first by Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Um, I'm fine. How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing uh, doing pretty well. You're wearing a nice green shirt today. Very festive for the greenery that is upon us of what should be summer, but is kind of spring still. Or or fall. Or fall. With the 60 degrees we've had for a month. Yeah, a little concerning. But, My uh, white shirt, the purity of spring. Ken has a white shirt, yeah. Uh, Matt well, that's is the direction you took it. Matt is not here. Uh, he actually took an internship with the Gap uh, out in San Francisco uh, just to see if he could fall into it, and uh, we're going to hear back if he did or not. Um, boo, boo. <laughs> but um, but we do have a guest in studio, and uh, her name hey, is Emily. B- before we start, yes, uh, I kind of had to skip dinner. You guys mind if I have a snack in the studio? Uh, no, that's fine. I'll be really quiet. So that's fine. So uh, the guest in the studio uh, is a cruiserweight champion. Uh, on oh, I'm sorry. Just be a second. I'm Hold on, I'll, I'll just I'll redo it. Right. Uh, so our guest in the studio today is a cruiserweight champion. Uh, she. Do you... All right, hold on. Let me. Ken, it's kind of rude. Hold hmm? on. Sorry, Emily. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Here, I'll clap. I'm just gonna start the. All right, so uh, Emily Baker. Really sorry. <laughs> Emily Baker, she's a uh, cruiserweight champion uh, on Patreon. We appreciate her support. Sounds uh, like I'm crushing cars in between my jaws. We're, we're sorry, Emily. Um, I got introduced like three times, so I'm happy. That's true. We, if there was, yeah, that's true. If, if there was a, a count for how many times I said your name, and it's like a drinking game, then everyone who's heard Emily Baker keep drinking. Those are the best marshmallows I ever had, though. They, they were very, very white marshmallows and very fluffy. Mm. Um, Emily, so you play pub trivia at the same place that we do every Monday night with uh, Jason Borsum of Liquid, as we call it, Courage, Courage. Uh, Entertainment. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a grad student at Dominican University over in River Forest, and I work at um, Loyola Medical Center in Maywood. Uh, and I'm also a speech coach over at Lyons Township High School. So, wow, so I coach you... kids how to speak good. That's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. really great stuff. You would get along with my girlfriend uh, a lot because she went to Dominican. She is a speech nice. coach nice. and she worked at Loyola for a while. Oh my God, no way. Yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah, and also at uh, at uh, Dominican, I think I've told this story very, very shortly, but uh, I was a sleeveless, shirtless uh, street drummer in Macbeth. Yeah, I may yeah. have heard that Yeah, 27 times. You I haven't re- seen a picture though yet. <laughs> no, I think I do have a picture somewhere. We'll see. I have the vest in here though and it still looks the same. It has fake muscles built in. <laughs> yeah, you need those. That's yeah, true. Uh, more stories to come uh, later, but thank you for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. And if you guys haven't heard uh, yet, uh, you will soon. Uh, Emily hosted a game of Letterkenny laid on me with Jeff and Ken, uh, also with Matt Doherty, another uh, member of the, I guess, Crop Toppers, Crops, Croppers, whatever we're calling ourselves, the Creamers. I don't know. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. Um, but yeah, they did a Letterkenny laid on me, so I'm looking forward to hearing that Can one. Can confirm. Yeah. Okay. Texas size 10 4. <laughs> There you go. Uh, but uh, we have a special guest hosting the game today. One of us is not hosting. And uh, it is uh, one of our awesome teammates uh, from Geek Bowl. Uh, one of the men that we go to for gambling advice, uh, betting, how to how to work the uh, the horse races. Uh, and that is uh, Vivek Ravi Shankar, another Cruiseway champion on Patreon. How's it going, Vivek? It's going well. Thank you. 
So thank, we, you, thank you for teaching me how to loose at blackjack. I was going to say, the advice is only so good <laughs> the, no, if the, you're poor and cowardice. The advice was sound. <laughs> uh, the cards just didn't flip in my favor. No, I know. You'll, you'll get them next time, right? So what have you been up to? We heard you're, you're doing some golfing. Yeah, some golf, some work. Um, it is the three months that it's nice in New England, so... Just taking advantage how's, of How's your short game? Is that something people say? That is how's something that game? is something people say, and my short game is improving. It's the All only right. thing I'm actually decent at. Golf. Now with <laughs> I can't the, putt and I can't drive, but I can hit a nine iron. With the weather days. being nicer, how is your shorts game? <laughs> oh man, that's like two dad jokes for like no reason. I don't know why they're coming out of me tonight. Because uh, day, day after yesterday. Father's Day. Yeah. That's true. Yesterday was Father's Day, you're right. So we're all we're all dads down here. Is that what Pennywise would say? Such a dad. Are you? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, we're hoping for some good dad jokes today. Um, and uh, we'll get into later. I, I uh, mentioned to the guys the other day that the Jonas Brothers album dropped, and uh, I have a little story I can tell later, but we'll, we'll get to it. Um, not that I dated any of them before they got married, but you never know. All right. Uh, so before we get started, let's throw it to the rules guy, who also is a Jonas Brothers fan, and he's going to do it in the style of Nick Jonas. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. Corn the cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. mm. Mm. Great reading today. Great. Yep. That's a good ASMR, too. For all you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll cut. I'll cut that out. Don't worry about it. I'm just, really just remind me, guys. I'm so sorry. Just remind me to cut it out. Uh, Vivek, Emily, we're sorry. Jeff, not, can you make, not my ASMR trigger, but it's somebody's. Can you make a note, Jeff, to, for me to cut that out? Yeah, we don't want it. people listening to that. Okay. All right. Well, Vivek, uh, feel free to take it away and uh, let us know what you have in store for us today. Shall we? Shall we jump in? Yep. You know what? Right before we start, uh, I realized we didn't uh, pick team names, so. Ken and Emily, it seems like they had a shared experience here. Emily, you once worked at Lush? I did. I've worked at Lush seasonally for about four years. So um, I was talking to Ken about my my love for bath bombs. And I'm not so much for the bath bombs, but I do appreciate their soaps. And uh, I just tried their deodorant. And it's it's at about a five. It's working at, a, at about a five. I haven't used it myself. Five out of ten. But we were talking about how uh, I have buckets of bath bombs. So we've decided to be the bucket. Bucket of bath bombs or buckets? Maybe buckets. Buckets of bath bombs. Buckets of bath bombs. Because it's harder to say. Yeah, there buckets of bath bombs. Okay. Uh, Jeff, what are you thinking? Oh, I don't have anything near as oh, literate as that. How about, uh, I was going to say, since it's right next to Lush at the Oak Brook Center uh, in <laughs> Illinois, that we would be Loxy 10, but we don't, we don't want to say that. So um, how about we just be, uh, let's see, they're going to be the bucket of bath bombs. How about we just be Team Soap? Just good old fashioned soap. <laughs> Irish Spring. <laughs> That's the worst team name we've ever had. Team Soap? I'm fine with it. All right, it's Big a <laughs> fan of parody uh, soap operas? A parody soap. <laughs> well, we could do uh, uh, date or Suds of Our Lives. Want to be Suds of Our Lives? Okay. Ah, okay. I'm on board. All right. So Suds of Our Lives versus Bucket of like Bath Bombs. Like through the hourglass. <laughs> uh, Vivek, uh, feel free to take it away and, and start the game. All right. So first question. As of June 7th, 2019, the top 30 global internet companies by market cap includes exactly one that's headquartered in Europe, and it's in 30th place. They make a product that I'm sure many Triviality listeners, including me, use. What's the company? Oh, we're good. Okay. All right. I got it. We're locked in. Oh, how about um, Spotify? Swedish. Oh, sure. I'll go to Spotify. Yep. I don't like when you find them there, but uh, no, I think Ken is correct. Uh, Spotify is a Swedish company, and I'm pretty sure they would make the list. So we said Spotify. And Spotify is indeed the answer. Good job. All right. All, all right. right. Nice. And thank you to all our Spotify listeners who have uh, found us there. Appreciate it. Yeah. Which is more than two. So that's something. <laughs> all right. Second question. The original arcade version of NBA Jam featured players from the 1992-93 NBA season. Of the players in the arcade game, who had the highest scoring average that season? I have a guess, so we'll lock in. Okay, cool. This so, was before I was born, so. Was it really? I was born in 1996. 
Oh, wow. I feel yeah. old. <laughs> that's okay. Well, so that's right when Jordan was winning his first championships, but I feel like that's too easy of an answer. I love this game. Um, Colleen's brother, Tom, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, I feel retro like Tom brought sports this up gamer. Once. Yeah, he did. Um, he's been on the show. We'll have to have him on again, retro sports gamer. Um, so I don't know. I mean, my favorite teams to play with on that are the jazz, uh, Malone and Stockton. I was wondering about Malone. So I don't know. Did he score a lot? I'm trying to remember. Malone. Took a bunch of shots. That's true. Hit a lot of packages. <laughs> um, I mean, I like playing with him. I, you know, like Reggie Miller, I think, is on that game. He's pretty good. But I don't know. What do you think? You just want to go Malone? I was trying to remember. I, I thought it was not Jordan for a reason, but I don't know who else it would have been. I don't either. It's, I think it's too late for Magic. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm okay going Carl Malone. That popped into my head. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Malone. And like a simpleton, I always just choose the uh, the Bulls when I play NBA Jam. Uh, Jordan's not in it. I think Scottie Pippen is, so let's just go with that. All right. Um, so I think that played a little spicier than I thought it would. Um, the answer is from the Atlanta Hawks, Dominique Wilkins. Oh, yes. You, yes. Bo- you both sure. correctly picked up on the fact that Michael Jordan was not in the game. There's somebody. There's somebody else very good who wasn't in the game. Well, that's why they're all forgotten now. <laughs> right that's what happens when you want to be gloves off that's why wilkins is the biggest name in basketball and not uh jordan that's true <laughs> <laughs> i highly recommend watching the uh, i think it's the 1988 nba dunk contest on youtube if you can right. that's it. that is mj versus dominique at their at the peak of their dunking powers all right vivek uh, we're ready for question three all right question three two films have won three oscars in acting categories one was a Broadway play before it was a movie, and one was a movie long before it debuted on Broadway. Name either movie. I'm thinking of all these ones that I think won two Oscars. Right. But I can't think of one that won three. It would have to have been for a... So, it, yes, either actor, actress, supporting, or supporting... Um, let's uh, let's go ahead and lock in with this one. I'm okay with that Hannibal one. the Musical? I don't think it's right, but... <laughs> so the ones that come to mind are... Well, we said Sound of Music. Julie Andrews, I believe, won for that. I, I don't think... Um, Christopher Plummer, though, I don't think did, because he won for Beginners. That was the first time he won. So I don't know if it's that one. And then... Didn't Chris Plummer also win for American Beauty? He did. He also won for Usual Suspects, too. Oh, gotcha. um, <laughs> and then Cabaret, I believe... I mean, uh, Joel Grey won, playing the MC. I don't know if Liza Minnelli won, though. I think she did. So that would be two. And I'm also thinking of My Fair Lady, which I think... Audrey Hepburn won. I don't know if Rex Harrison won, though. Sunset Boulevard? I mean, Glenn Close. Oh, it could be that. You just want to go Sunset Boulevard? I'll trust your gut. Okay. And we're just uh, kind of guessing Chicago, though. I don't really think three award-winning acting performances came out of that, but uh, that's our guess. Oh, that's a really good guess. And okay. we live there. Yeah. So easy answer. All right. Um, neither of you are correct. Ah, uh, well, the, the one that just debuted on Broadway was Network. Oh, right, mm. Brian Cranston. Cranston. And then the old one is Streetcar. Oh, oh. yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. Vivek! <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're all feeling inside. Oh, Come boy. Vivek. All right. That was a good question here. <laughs> Next question? Let's do a next question, please. Mm. Um, the most famous and enduring set of rules in boxing are named after a 19th century British lord. What title did this lord hold? A title that's typically associated with the rules. Oh. No. Again? I think we had this recently. We're going to get this wrong again. We got it wrong. Oh, so I'm not to blame if we get it wrong then. Oh. Why do I always forget this? The last time we got it wrong, I had gotten it wrong before that, and I was like, I'll never forget it, and I did forget it. (laughs) This was like the last episode we recorded, I think. I don't know. These are the only two names that are coming up. I, to I me. remember you were talking about the royal thornberries, right? Or the what are they? The wild, thorn- wild thornberries. The wild thornberries. All right, I'm gonna let. Yeah, I'm gonna just take it. Okay, so we're locked in. Yeah, it's just a British, some British, some name. British, like the, a person. The Canterbury rules. Oh. <laughs> Canter- By Chaucer. Yeah. Uh. You know, British names. Rosen, Rosen, Thorn, rules. Yeah. The Rosen, the Rosen Thorn rules, that everybody knows. Uh, we couldn't remember it either, so we said it was the Lord Fauntleroy rules. 
Um, well, Thornberry's was on the right track. Yeah. Um, Marquise of Queensberry. Uh, Marquise of Queensberry. That's right, because we talked about the Marquis de Sade, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Wild Thornberries. Uh, and the Wild Thornberries, yeah. I feel like, I wish I was being whipped by the Marquis de Sade right now, <laughs> after that poor answer. Alrighty, next question. In the SNL More Cowbell skit, who plays Blue Oyster Cult's drummer? So we're, okay. we're going to lock in. Okay. Okay, so let's just name the people that are in it. I believe Chris Parnell. Well, we got the obvious. Yeah, well, Will, yeah, Will Ferrell. Jimmy Fallon is in it. Okay. Um, oh, Horatio Sands, I believe, is in it. And uh, Chris Parnell is in it. Yep. Chris Catan is in it. Catan is in it. Okay. Is yeah. Fred Armisen in it? I don't think Fred Armisen's in it. Okay. So if he's, because he's a drummer, so then let's cancel him out. Uh, so Horatio Sands, I feel like he'd be standing up and laughing with Jimmy Fallon. I almost want to say it's Parnell. I always thought Parnell was just to the left of shot. Okay, so then that wouldn't be him then. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Well, who do you think then? Who's your gut? That's is really there anyone tough. we're missing then? Catan. So it's got to be Catan or Fallon. Well, Catan, I think, is is playing guitar or bass. Okay. That I'm almost pretty sure of. That one I can picture. Okay. Um, Unless it's someone I'm not thinking of. But um, yeah, then I guess it, at least Fallon then. Fallon or Parnell? Uh, I could see Parnell on drums. All right. You just want to go with that? Yeah. Okay. And we said Chris Parnell. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> I could have sworn he was on the on the guitar, but I guess that was you, Parnell. You guys nailed it, except for the, the, the kind of last mile of, of saying Fallon. I, I think this was the time when he was breaking all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you okay. notice, mm-hmm. the drummer is just almost never visible. Okay, he that has, makes he sense. Has a, he has a couple moments. Where he um, bangs drumsticks overhead, but aside from that, he is not really visible, and that's—I've always assumed that's why. I don't know that that's. that's no, that's probably that, why. That short period of time where Fallon was breaking all the time. Well, I can just see him giggling behind a drum set. Now that I think about yeah, it, we screwed up. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's my bad. We did too. I, I, I know that sketch so well, and I couldn't think of it. Well, I think we're uh, ten to ten right now, right? That's correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not doing too well. All but, right, uh, we'll turn it all around. Yeah, we're losing together. Next question. Uh, um, by height, not by term, who was the shortest U.S. president? Uh, I think we can lock in. Okay. We're going to lock in over here. Jeff uh, Oh, Jeff is an amateur uh, pine box. What do they call them? Tombs, not tombstone. <laughs> Great. Uh, what do you even try to get? Jeff is a, the derby racers? No, no. Jeff is a part-time pine box coffin measurer. Anyways, it's uh, Madison or Monroe. I think it was Madison was the short one. I trust you. I don't know presidents. I think it's Madison. Right. So we're locked in, we'll with lock Madison. in with Madison. Yep. Um, I had it pretty quickly down to Madison or Monroe. And I'm pretty sure James Madison is the one who's 5'4". So that's what we went with. That's not short. Not only did you get the correct answer, you got the correct height. James Madison, hey. five foot four. Uh, apparently, for most of, his, height, most of right? his life, he was just over a hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh, so dear. he was uh, somebody sickly. I can fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, we think of it in the in the modern era, and the majority of presidents in the last 45, 50 years have been six foot or better. Mm-hmm. So five four is historically short. It's especially funny given that like. Washington and Jefferson were both over six feet. Mm-hmm. So, well, so, well president has the dude. smallest hands, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the highest grossing, and the answer is the same US or worldwide, Vin Diesel movie that isn't either a Marvel franchise installment or a Fast and the Furious franchise installment? Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I lock in? Yeah, go for I've it. I'm, I'm mixing up The Rock and Vin Diesel right now. So, okay. uh, I've got a sneaky answer. I'm going to lock in with. So okay. the Marvel ones are what? Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in, in Avengers. Oh, and, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's it, it's such a glorified part. He's not really. I mean, come on. Yeah. He goes in for two minutes and goes, I'm Groot. And then they that's just right. audio, they change the audio. Uh, okay. Triple X? That's. Yeah, but is it is it the first Did you write X? down Queen of the Damned? No, I didn't know. Um, or what's the what's the other one he's in that's like? Well, that's the thing. So I, I was thinking it might be the Pitch Black series, the the uh, the second one, and I, it's completely escaping me right now. And I beat the game, 
with my brother. I can't believe I'm forgetting the Wait, name. Wait, what's the what's the first one? Pitch Black. Pitch Black. And then the other one is He's in a jail. He breaks out of the jail in the second one. He's he sees in the dark. And I can't think of the name right now. That one did pretty well, but Triple X now that you're making me think did really well. The second one or the first one? Well, the second one is uh Ice Cube. So it's it's not X2 and he came back for the third one, which So I'll tell you what. In in uh since we were talking about blackjack earlier, do you care to double down? And here's what we'll do. Okay. I'll give you the answer to that uh, that pitch black sequel. Okay. But then you have to go with it. Ooh, that's a good. <laughs> that's uh, that's tough. Uh, you know what? I'm trying to remember if it did well or not. I remember it kind of bombed. You said triple X, right? I mean, I remember that being big, but I don't know about the box office numbers. Uh, triple X might be the one, but you know what? Yeah, we'll take it. The double down? Yeah. Chronicles of Riddick? Chronicles of Riddick. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a little movie that he was in. I'm wondering if the box office was any good for it. It's uh, Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, I was going to say The Pacifier, too, but I didn't. That's what I was thinking. The answer is Saving Private Ryan. Good get. It was sneaky. Nice. Ooh, that is sneaky. Good get. Did not win, did not win the elusive Oscar, though. Who, who directed that one? <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Stefan Spielberg. <laughs> Sufjan Spielberg? Yeah. All right. So, question eight. This recording's taking place during the quadrennial Cricket World Cup. In World Cup format, teams each generally play up to 300 deliveries. Deliveries are like pitches in baseball. Divided into 50 groups of six. What's the four-letter name for one of the 50 groups of six? Bryden Coverdale in Australia. He was uh, making fun of us for being American, not knowing anything about cricket, and that's coming true once again. But thank you, Bryden, for your Patreon support and for <laughs> making fun of us on social media. I, I'm fascinated by watching cricket. I just know nothing about it. So I'm not sure. Is it like a, a hand? I don't think so. Like the bananas? Like we learned that a grouping of bananas is a hand. I feel like I've heard this before, but I can't pull a it. A pool? Maybe a pool? All right. What would you want to go with? Hand or pool? Wow, well, such great options. <laughs> uh, I, I'll let you. I'll defer to you, Neil. Whatever you, whatever your heart desires. We're gonna go with pool. <laughs> so what do you want to say? Inning, outing, pitch. None of those are four letters. Did he say four letters? Yeah. yeah. Did oh, you, yeah. You, I've been counting on my fingers. Oh. Um, Ken's got another four-letter word. <laughs> now I'm just looking a, at posters. a deal. A deal. Oh, sure. Let's, Let's make a deal. A, a deal enjoyable thought processes from both of you guys but uh no um it's an over really gotta learn cricket all righty number nine the number one and number eight songs on the 1990 year-end billboard singles chart share a title what's the title share a two-word title what's that title i'll say it out loud let's I, go I with this one i don't okay. really care we're locked in you're locked in do you think um, i was thinking originally i was like oh maybe it's you know like mariah carey with houston know what, but yeah i was thinking mariah carey because she was all over the 90s charts straight up is an interesting one paul abdul i don't know if that was earlier though i feel like it was 80s but I, that's the only one. Oh. cameo had word up that was slightly oh, later but i don't think that was wired up i don't i think that might boys and earlier. girls what about uh rhythm nation that's jan jackson was there another rhythm nation song Ooh. I don't. I can't think of one. This is terrible. I'm just getting two word titles in my head, and it's not helping. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, Hold on. I'm just gonna have a snack in the meantime. <laughs> New kids on the block. Um, yeah. What did they do? They had a bunch of hits. I know. I'm just trying to think if it's <laughs> one of theirs. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm not allowed to go down that line anymore. Uh, let's. All right. We're just, we're gonna lock in with Paul Abdul's. Wait. No. No. Give me a second. What was what's the deal with the <laughs> <laughs> New Kids on the Block? Name any two word New Kids song you could think of. Well, I was thinking of Step by Step, which is my favorite, but I'm just thinking the other ones. And there's um, <clears throat> Hanging Tough, but that's the name of their album. And I cannot think of their song. Uh, oh my god, I'm, I'm not gonna get it. All right, straight up, it straight is. up. And we just said uh, Miss You. It sounds like a song title. No and no. Um, hold on. The more famous one is Wilson Phillips. Uh, I was just listening to that the other day. No, Vivek. Someday somebody's going to turn around and make you cry. Make <laughs> you cry. <laughs> All righty. Number 10? Yep. When, Arch when Architectural Digest asked IKEA for a list of its all-time best-selling items, which one 
with a not at all Swedish sounding name ranked first. I like this answer. Okay. All right, we're going to lock in. Okay. You know what I like? What do you like? Lamp. I love lamp. You want to just say lamp? Let's go with lamp. All right. That doesn't lamp. sound Swedish. Or Swedish, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound Swedish yeah. at all. Uh, we wrote down light bulb, lamp, trash can, and then Jeff circled picture frame. So we went picture frame. No, the, the, the answer here, so... Um, if you guys have shopped at Ikea, like 99% of things have super Swedish sounding names, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the Billy bookcase. Oh, oh yeah. Is that, I think that's a Billy bookcase. It, that is it, Billy. It definitely is. <laughs> that's so funny. I don't know anything about the bookcases. I have built all of my own bookcases. I'm more of a fan of the Finby. They're a little bit skinnier. It's a bookcase as well? It's a bookcase as oh, okay. well. I have two Finbees. I can't remember if it was a chair or a table, but there's a Fraser group I'm in. It doesn't matter why. And <laughs> <laughs> I think we know why. And somebody posted they have a, something called Tuscalid with standard legs. And so people kept putting it to the Fraser theme song. So that's what I would do. <laughs> Tuscalid with, what was it? With, with standard legs. Standard, standard legs. legs. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Well, after the first round, a little tough on our competitors, but the questions were really great. It looks like Team Suds of Our Lives has 20 points and Team Buckets of Bath Bombs has 30 points and are in the lead. All right. All right. Uh, So before we get to the swing round, uh, both Emily and Vivek are Patreon supporters, which we appreciate. Uh, Jeff, where can people find out about Patreon and what have we been uh, fulfilling recently? (laughs) I was reaching for my snacks, but I'll I'll hold. (laughs) Ken needs to get both of his knees broken to learn a lesson. <laughs> but uh, no, you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, that's where we host all of our bonus episodes. We have polls on there. We have other great exclusive bonus content, including some of the bets that we've fulfilled. We've got a few of those uh, still to fill. But uh, Neil was talking about fulfillment. We've got uh, posters that we've been recently shipping out and loot crate boxes and other wonderful things we've been sending people. So if you're interested in checking us out and supporting the show directly, patreon.com slash triviality podcast. Thanks, and, Jeff. And Jeff also fulfills my otherwise empty heart. Oh, well, that's nice. That's a, that's that's a charity really nice. in itself. You're a good buddy. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Good job, goose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Vivek, uh, what do you have in store for us for the swing round? All righty. The category is video games. Ooh. Yes. Oh, dear. Yeah, you'll be able to help me. Um, a group called Video Game Designers listed the 50 best video game characters of all time, um, from which I've pulled both the ranking and the description. Uh, they came up with humorous descriptions with anything too obvious omitted. So for each question, I'll give you uh, an excerpt of the description, and you tell me either the character or one game that the character was in will suffice. First question. Quote, this iconic purple dragon was always a little too cute for our taste. We still had to give him a nod. Number two, look at this guy. No neck, no arms, no legs. It's incredible. Number three, where would we be without this guy? I'll tell you where we'd be. We'd be long gone having succumbed to a head crab attack. Number four, ah, we have yet another iconic character in this bald-headed barcode boy. This man could clean up in multiple senses of the word. Number five, whether a ghost or a queen, blank is a force to be reckoned with. Shout out to blank, one of the greatest RTS games of all time. Number six, blank knows how to really do green skin and orange hair. Vivek's note, this is not Bowser. Number seven, get over here. Number eight, Go ahead, make my day. It's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum and I'm all out of gum. Ah, much better. Should we go on? We could go on. Number nine. We're talking about the best character in what is widely considered the best game in the series. His sword, his attitude, his troubled past. What's not to love about this guy? And number ten. One Spartan against impossible odds. Part of his greatness is that you never doubt him. If anyone can see us through this, it's John. Okay, the teams are going to break and discuss, and we will be back very shortly, or with the power of editing, it will seem like just one second. One second. 
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Looks like everyone's answers are in as quick as I said they would be. We are geniuses here. Um, and, or something. Uh, or something, or it was just a lot of editing. Uh, but uh, all our answers are locked in. So, Vivek, let's go through those questions one more time, and we will give our answers. All right. Um, this iconic purple dragon was always a little too cute for our taste. We still had to give him a nod. We said Spyro. Yep, this was the only one I knew for sure, and we said Spyro. Spyro is correct. Number two, look at this guy. No neck, no arms, no legs. It's incredible. I just said Kirby. We went with Pac-Man. Waka, 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 waka. This one is a humanoid creature with those parts of his body missing. This is Rayman. Oh. Ooh. How's that 10 for 10 over there, Ken? Not not looking so good. (laughs) Jamie Foxx is really good as him. To be fair... (laughs) To, be, to fair. be fair. Thank you. Uh, that does apply to Pac-Man, too. Yeah. No, and Kirby, and Kirby for that matter. <laughs> He's got arms. Kirby's got feet. He's got hands and feet. He's got <laughs> arms <laughs> or legs. Fine, fine, fine. Um, okay. Uh, where would we be without this guy? I'll tell you where we'd be. We'd be long gone having succumbed to a head crab attack. Well, I'm holding my breath for the third installment of this series. Uh, the Half-Life series, that is. It's Gordon Freeman. Oh, wow. Uh, We did not know that. Uh, We just said uh, STD. Gordon Freeman, Half-Life is correct. He's a man of few words. Yes. (laughs) All right. Ah, we have yet another iconic character in this bald-headed barcode boy. The man could clean up in multiple uh, senses of the word. He's he's rather attractive on The Office, too. We said Hitman. (laughs) Timothy Olfant. Agent 47 from Hitman. Correct. Five, whether a ghost or a queen, blank is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, we, we had no idea. Um, we, Jeff said maybe it's like Warcraft or Starcraft or some other uh, form of craft. So we just said Mr. Starcraft. And uh, it is from Starcraft and Starcraft Brood War and Starcraft 2. Sarah Kerrigan. Sarah Kerrigan, Starcraft is correct. Oh, yeah. We will okay. accept Mr. Starcraft as well. Ah, that's, that's <laughs> baloney. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of baloney right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, we uh, only said that Mr. Has has to go to Ken, though, at this point. <laughs> well, Mr. Starcraft is the uh, long awaited sequel to Billy Crystal's Mr. Saturday Night. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about half the time. All right. Um, Blank knows how to really do green skin and orange hair, and I did tell you it was not Bowser. 
Uh, this one, we I thought it was a Street Fighter character, and Jeff and I couldn't come up with the name. I think it's the really angry guy with the spiky hair, and I didn't know if it was Blanca or Baraka, I think is the one from Mortal Kombat, but we went with Blanca. Yep, Blanca. Yay! Both excellent guesses. Uh, no, this is what they used for <laughs> Ganondorf. Oh, yeah. Is that the Zelda guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is the Zelda guy. definitely really? fits that bill. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Blanca. Well, I think the issue there is why would Blanca be one of the 50 greatest characters of all time? Because it's Blanca. I would think they would go with one of the karate fighters for um, the Street Fighter entry, right? Yeah, Ken's pretty cool. Yeah, Ryu. (laughs) We we digress. Speaking of fighting games, number seven, uh, get over here. We said Scorpion. We also said Scorpion. That is correct. Uh, Mortal Kombat had two. Scorpion was the higher ranked of the two... um, all black with a uh, with one color highlight. Uh, Sub Zero is also on the list. Mm-hmm. All right, um, a bunch of quotes, and then should we go on? We could go on. This one we didn't know. I knew that um, you know in the '90s that I think Duke Nukem was the one everyone loved. He said a lot of quotes. He copied a lot of action movies and whatnot, like They Live, as uh, Vivek said, or Sudden Impact, Dirty Harry. So we went with Duke Nukem. Yeah, we also locked in with Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem is correct. Blanca's cooler than Duke Nukem, let's face it. <laughs> Hot takes. I'm just saying, send your question two and six emails to Vivek. <laughs> yeah, with the su- only in the subject line, Blanca. <laughs> you can use our email address, but... <laughs> All right, number nine. We're talking about the best character in what is widely considered the best game in the series. His sword, his attitude, his troubled past. What's not to love about this guy? Going to go with Cloud Strife, Final Fantasy VII. I mean, if they up this remake i'm gonna be real sad we went cloud from final fantasy 7 correct um i you know the remake and the news about the remake was my genesis for for hunting down a list like this uh it does look pretty cool cloud was probably my favorite video game character growing up yeah definitely all right and then the last one one spartan against impossible odds dot 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 uh yeah ken pulled me out of this one uh he said master chief from halo Oh, that's a, that doesn't say Master Chef, Neil. Uh, we went Master Chief. <laughs> it is indeed Master Chief from Halo. Okay, after the swing round uh, with the points tabulated, it looks like Team Suds of Our Lives is at 55. And uh, pulling ahead here, Team Buckets of Bath Bombs with 70 points. Uh, let's go to round two. All right. In the standard tuning of a six-string guitar, two of the strings are tuned to the same pitch. What's that pitch? Reluctant. Cool. Two of those strings are tuned to the same pitch. Um, I knew Ken would know that. I don't know. G. That was my first thought. I don't know why. I'm thinking G. G E F D. Uh, I mean, I'm B. thinking when I think of piano, C? I always think Just of throwing C? letters out there. D. I always think of C, but I feel like, uh, or no, no. Well, um, some guitars like uh, Rivers Cuomo and uh, Jimmy World, uh, they play like drop D a lot. So I don't know if it's just D and then there's drop D. I have no idea. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's just go with, uh, I don't want to go with drop D because I don't know nothing about it. My brother just says they put something on a guitar and that's what it does. It drops it. So we're going to go with G though. All right. Uh, it's E. The top string and the bottom string are E and uh, drop D is when you take the low E and drop it to a D so it matches the mm. D string. Oh, okay. So uh, you can play metal. That is all, that is all <laughs> accurate. Uh, e is the correct answer. E2 and E4. Um, and may, maybe your brother was talking about a capo, which is the thing yep. that they clip onto the strings to raise the key. Oh, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Yep. The only guitar I play is Guitar Hero, so we'll move on from that. Oh, nothing wrong with Guitar Hero. I love Guitar Hero. A poem named This Is Just To Say about plums in an icebox went full meme in 2017. What doubly named American poet wrote it? it sounds completely unfamiliar to me. The only uh, way I'm going to get this because of the meme, and now I can't I even definitely the remember meme. I a poem about plums in the icebox, but I can't remember. Doubly named, so yeah, it's not Roger Roger, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we're just going to say Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> um, well, this person is kind of doubly named. I went with Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Famous for the Powerpuff Girls. The villain from and, Powerpuff uh, Girls <laughs> wrote this poem. And poetry. William Carlos Williams. Oh, yeah. WCW. What was the meme? Uh, it was about the poem about the plums in the icebox, but people were replacing it with absolutely anything and everything. 
Okay, so 13. Uh, two of the three sections of the French and Italian tricolor flags are the same colors in the same position. Which of the three sections is colored differently? The left, the center, or the right? Right. Okay, we're locked in. Yep. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay, so they're locked in. So, yeah, I believe French is blue, white, and red, and Italian is green, white, and red. So we're going to say the, the left side. We went the other way, but for the same reasons. So we said right side. It's the left side. So, the yep, uh, French is from left to right. It's blue, white, red. Italian is green, white, red. Okay. Of the four 1985 Bears, not including Coach Ditka, who'd eventually make the Fall Hall of Fame, which one declined to participate in the Super Bowl shuffle video, claiming it would seem too arrogant? All right, we're locked in. Um, I'm thinking it's either Mongo or Steve McMichael. Is it the same guy? I think Steve McMichael might be in the video. Okay. I'm trying to think of the, the guy who does all the commentary after the games now. He just yells every game. It doesn't matter who what happened, if it's good or bad. He just yells. Well, I think it's McMichael, Steve McMichael. It might be. And I, he's seen, Sayers is in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. And he was he was in the video. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. He's not even on the 85 Bears. Or not Sayers. Uh, who's the running back I'm thinking Peyton. of? Yeah, Peyton. Walter Peyton. Yeah, I'm thinking it's either Mongo or Steve McMichael. I mean, maybe Singletary. He, I think he was in the video, right? Singletary, I think, was in the video. Okay, again. Richard Dent and, and Otis Wilson. I think they were both in. Okay, so I, you can go Steve McMichael. Okay, I, I, I have no I thumber behind that. it. This is a Matt question, but all right, we're going to go Steve McMichael. Uh, and just know that uh, Peyton was a pretty good guy, so we said uh, Walter Payton. So there are four, uh, as I said, four Hall of Famers. I think this may have been very much a Matt question. Um, there are four. Walter Payton's one, but he was in the video. Singletary is one. He's in the video. Richard Dent is one. He's in the video. The one who is not is Dan Hampton. Oh, Ham- oh Hampton's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, he's, he's always screaming. He's yeah. the one who's yelling. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Sports yelling. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's every... Dan, Dan, uh, Hampton uh, is let a me tell, Let me tell you. Yeller. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> what did you say, Vivek? I said uh, Hampton's a professional sports yeller now. I think it's on uh, WGN Radio. Yes. yes, yes, and they ask him about his opinion on everything, regardless if it's football or not, and he will, he will definitely give it and tell you to go to the local thinks, car salesman. thinks the Bears are going to win every game. Yes, and when they, well, even if they win, they, he'll complain about something, so. Next question. Ancient Greek and Roman medicine included four temperaments, each tied to an excess of a substance believed to comprise the body. What name, which literally means blood, red, was given to the extroverted and bubbly temperament associated with too much blood. Let's say, let's do this. Let's go with that one, yeah. Okay, we're going to lock in. Well, hemoglobin is what's in your blood and makes it red, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember, is is it called like the four humors or the four, like the four, bile is one of them, I remember. It's like blood, bile. I'm, I'm literally having a very, very off day with my brain. So all I'm thinking of right now is Bill and Ted and nah. Socrates, and it's not helping. You're killing me. And I'm we, pretty we just need a good interruption. We need a good interruption. There we go. Uh, just call it the humor. I can't remember. Okay. We're going to lock in with the humor. We said heme. It is, in fact, one of the four humors, but it is uh, sanguine. Ooh, sanguine. Sanguine. Blood red. Oh. I didn't know that that's what that meant. Okay, huh. sanguine. Uh, well, it looks well, like after the... It means a number of things, some of which are um, related to the color and to the, to the substance, some of which are related to psychology. Little score update. Looks like uh, both teams got one question right here in the first half of the second round. So scores are at 65 for Suds of Our Lives and uh, 80 points for Buckets of Bath Bombs. Look, if Brad Pitt can eat through his movies, I can eat through this podcast, all right? You are no Brad Pitt, sir. <laughs> could say that again you are no brad pitzer brad pitt also doesn't have to do the editing <laughs> right i do many times he pays for it though okay um what geometric object is formed as a set of all points on a plane such that the sum of their distances from two fixed points is the same that's oh a- yeah 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 that's not right is it what i don't know i didn't read it <laughs> that's not even a shape i don't know what you wrote that's not Oh, you wrote you wrote Ven, which is not what we're looking for. <laughs> if you want a good Venn diagram, just to think about, it's stupidity, and uh, I don't even know what the other one is. Just lack, lack of seriousness. Lack of seriousness, and I'm right in the middle right now. All right, let's name some shapes. We're good. Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't really understand this conceptually. 
unfortunately. And all an ellipse. I got an A in geometry. <laughs> I think I got a C minus in geometry. Speaking of, we're going to say an ellipse. Speaking okay geometry in. teachers. You said an ellipse. Later. Ellipse. Ellipse. Okay. I think that's what Jeff wrote, but I don't know. Yeah, we said ellipse. Ellipse is correct. I would have accepted oval as well. Yeah. Wow. That was such an easier answer than I assumed it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a quadro something hedron. 17. The most common type of individual consumer credit score in the U.S. is the FICO score, which is named after what company that developed it? We're locked in. It's almost like I work in the financial industry. <laughs> so FICO, how do you spell that? F-I-C-O. F-I-C-O. Did that help financial in any way? Financial Institute of... Corporate? Corporate Onslaught. organizations. <laughs> <laughs> sure do you have any idea no fico I, my closest i got was fico rhymes with geico which is not of credit not the government federal institute of corporate organizations there we go business business all right and because I, I knew one and i really want to be glib about it and ken didn't finally know a thing we're gonna go fair isaac fair isaac corporation or fico is correct I would have never gotten yeah, that not in a million, million years. years. Despite the fact that it was Jinx. on like episode 35 of our show. Nope. Still no. Fair enough. So too many words. For, <laughs> too too much of a word uh, wordful for uh, Kanye to say fair Isaac with your money. Right? He had to say FICO with your money. <laughs> <laughs> Went to the doctor and got like bow with your money. Yep. I can't even keep up most days now. Next question. So the Corinthian architectural order is supposedly inspired by the site of a plant that had grown through a woven basket. What type of plant was it? Let's lock it with that. Cool. We're locked in. If you were so inclined to torture somebody, you could have bamboo grow through a person. That's how aggressive it, it will grow. Is that how you're going to kill me one day? Only if you so desire. Um, <laughs> or do. Yeah, just kill me right now with bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So this is in three Corinthians, as they call it, right? <laughs> That's a very good reference. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's go bamboo. I don't know. You said you weren't playing with a full deck of cards today, but I see your, your strengths over there. <laughs> yep, we'll just go bamboo. Just because you don't know answers doesn't mean that you're useless. No, I can be quick-witted. It just, it just means I'm dumb and quick-witted. <laughs> That's the Venn diagram right there. Uh, yeah, let's go bamboo. Okay. Yeah, for no reason at all, we just went with ivy. Ooh. Uh, it's the acanthus. I don't know what that what kind of plant word is. is. Yeah, you'll you'll recognize it more or less immediately because it's 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 all of the ornamentation ever in architecture. It's just everywhere. Next question: In gaming and especially in role playing games such as World of Warcraft, what does the acronym DPS stand for? Relactin. I think this is deaths per second. DPS deaths per second. I, I believe that's correct. Okay. Uh, well, that's fine. Let's lock that in. I think you're close, but I think it's damage per second. Damage per second is correct. I don't think I can give you deaths per second. Uh, oh, Jeff fair. Jeff didn't have that BDE on that question, so we didn't get it right. If you're dying multiple times per second, you got to reevaluate uh, <laughs> what games you're playing. <laughs> damage per second. No, just okay. massive slaughtered battlefields. Yeah, that would be in me and any first-person shooters. Deaths per second. Deaths right. per second. <laughs> get ejected so fast Fair. i was watching you play uh, the horsey game that one time and it Red like re respawn and get shot in the head immediately <laughs> yeah, i'm bad <laughs> <laughs> that's how i was figuring the math there do you play video games emily am i good at the horsey game nay oh god <laughs> oh no. there's the dad joke <laughs> no i don't yep. play any video games uh, there's a no. requisite dad joke Poor Emily. She brought us really nice uh, vegan, are they snickerdoodles? You yeah, said? they're snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodle cookies, which we're going to eat uh, very shortly here. And um, she's been so gracious to come and spend time with us, write a game, and we're, you know, just giving her dad jokes all night. And it's, I can see the pain. I'm here for dad I mean, I'm here for dad jokes. All right, Vivek, we're ready for the final question of round two. Great. Last question. Believe it or not, Commissioner Bud Selig was the last winner on the Claymation Series Celebrity Deathmatch. Who is the loser? You familiar with this? No. All right. I'm going to lock in. Okay, so... Who would Bud Selig have a beef with? <laughs> well, he's the baseball commissioner. I think he was, yeah. So I'm thinking of someone who he would have um, 
disqualified for some reason, which makes me think of like maybe someone using steroids. So like a Conseco, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. I mean, that's, yeah. That's that, where my logic takes me. Fine with me. Um, the funniest person that you would want to put on Celebrity Deathmatch, I think would be Conseco. Harry Carey. Well, Harry Carey, yeah. Um, hey. Hi. Would you eat that hot dog? I know I would. Um, but, uh, I need you to smash with a chair. I, I used to know that by heart. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Conseco seems like he'd be the funniest guy to put on Celebrity Deathmatch. He does seem the most roid ragey. Yeah, and I, I know I'm thinking of the uh, Lonely Island's wonderful Netflix special, The Bash Bros, but um, that might be swaying my decision here. But we're going to go ho- uh, Jose Conseco. And I didn't really know who you were talking about, but uh, I was familiar with the show, and I think I remember seeing Michael Jackson on it. So, Michael Jackson. Um, Team Soap was a little closer. Um, so, Bud Selig had famously beefed with um, Barry Bonds. Oh. So, oh, oh, right, right idea. Steroid user. Um, and, in fact, the way that he dies is his head explodes. So... Very much on the right track. <laughs> well, at least our logic was there. It was somewhat sound. Makes me feel good. Okay, it looks like before we get to the final round, the scores uh, are kind of tight. Not really. It looks like uh, Team Buckets of Bath Bombs is pulling away here. They have 100 points, and Team Suds of Our Lives has 85 points. So uh, let's see what Vivek has in store for us uh, in the final round here. i got to give my thanks to four-fifths of that uh, video game round. Yeah, you guys did really well. Now You Truly. did it real perfect, right? No, nope, missed two. Oh, too well. You still, yeah, you're still pulling ahead, though. All right. So for the final, the five categories are as follows: uh, the first is food and drink. The second is history. Third is film. Fourth is literature. Fifth is physics. Ah, some useful categories for a change. <laughs> Don't you know how we do things here, Vivek? It's supposed to be useless categories. I'm okay putting a little on uh, film and a little on physics. All the wagers are locked in, Vivek, so let's hear those questions. All right. First question, food and drink. Yountville, California is a culinary destination thanks to what restaurant named for its building's former purpose? Two, history. Who was the last emperor of Ethiopia where the monarchy was ended in 1975? He is viewed as a god among the Rastafari and consequently gets plenty of pop culture shout-outs. Three, film. Director Franco Zeffirelli passed away the week of our taping, and though he's better known for the adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, what other Shakespeare work did he adapt to film with Elizabeth Taylor in the title role of Catherine? Four, literature. Which author is referred to in this excerpt from a 1903 New York Times book review? If nothing else makes blank popular, it ought to be rendered so by the complete way in which it will satisfy the love of dogfights apparently inherent in every man. Five, physics. What sparkling name is given to the SI unit for energy? Defined as when a Newton of force acts on an object through one meter. Looks like the uh, teams here are going to break to discuss these answers. And while they do that, uh, just mentioning uh, the opportunity to come join us over at the crop and interact with all the other listeners of the show. There's been some fun polls recently that uh, Matt has put up. uh, And uh, we look forward to hearing some of your answers for that. But join some of the other listeners over at the crop on Facebook and see all of our cool announcements and whatnot. uh, And uh, get updated on everything uh, related to the show. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside 
The Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. The answers are all locked in, so we are ready to go through, Vivek. Great. Um, So, first one. Food and drink. Yountville, Cal- uh, California is a culinary destination thanks to what restaurant named for its building's former purpose? Well, we only wagered in Oakland five on this one. Uh, not too confident. We just guessed the warehouse. Okay, the warehouse. Don't eat there when there's a full moon. Uh, we wagered. <laughs> we wagered. Uh, That's pretty good. We wagered zero. Uh, and uh, Jeff, what did we have? Uh, we said the beef barn. <laughs> I hate that so much. That sounds disgusting. I had number one item on the menu is the the old injection. No, the the answer is the French Laundry. Oh, which is the um, which is the first American restaurant to be um, ranked number one uh, in the world. Hmm. Oh, that's a good fact to know. I always forget that Vivek has a great palate and goes and seeks out good restaurants. Yeah, I have a gutter palate and I'll never go to this place. Uh, two, history. Who was the last emperor of Ethiopia where the monarchy was ended in 1975? Boy, we think we're way off on this <laughs> one, so we just uh, picked a thing that we hear in reggae music, which is probably insensitive, but we just said Zion. I know that's a thing in Christianity and Judaism, but uh, Zion. What'd you wager? Ten. Ten. Uh, we wagered nothing, and I don't think we had a good answer for this. Um Neil was trying to pull it from a film angle, but there was nothing we could get there. So, yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't know. Um, I've seen uh, the usage of the the lion in many different uh, reggae uh, drawings and whatnot. So we just said lion. We had no idea. The last emperor of Ethiopia was Haile Selassie. So, Haile. Uh, along with Zion, that is one of the things that gets shouted out in reggae, <laughs> yeah, frequently, and by uh, and by Wyclef. Mm. Oh. Uh, okay, film um, Director Franco Zeffirelli passed away the week of our taping um, And though he's better known for the adaptation of Romeo and Juliet What other Shakespeare work did he adapt to film with Elizabeth Taylor in the t- uh, titular role of Catherine? We, we talked about this one for a while um, But we, we couldn't think of it So we just ended up with going with Taming of the Shrew Hoping that she was the Shrew And that's for 10 points That's for 10 points uh, this was one of the only one of two categories that we actually wagered on. We wagered 15. Uh, I knew that this was a film that Elizabeth Taylor did with uh, her on and off again husband, Richard Burton, I believe. Um, I, the only reason I knew this question was from the clue Catherine, which uh, was Julia Stiles in 10 Things I Hate About You, which was based on Ten Thing, or, uh, Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew is correct. Richard Burton was um, Petruchio. Good, good get, folks. Nice. We only went hard on film. And physics, and we should have gone way harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, literature. Which author is referred to in this excerpt from a 1903 New York Times book review? If nothing else makes blank popular, it ought to be rendered so by the complete way in which it will satisfy the love of dogfights apparently inherent in every man. Uh, we wagered uh, Oakland Five on this one, uh, thinking about old-timey authors. Uh, first, we thought, uh, like, war dogfights, and we went... Hemingway, but then we were like, oh, it's a little early for plain dog fighting, so maybe actual dog fighting. And we said, uh, Jack London. Ooh, that's a really good, really good guess. Uh, we wagered zero, uh, and Jeff and I didn't really have much of an idea. Nope. Um, we didn't even confer, in fact. We're great uh, team effort here, but it looks like Neil wrote down Hemingway, so we went Hemingway. Um, Ken, you're, you're uh, spot on. This was in reference to Call nice. of the Wild. It is Jack London. Yeah. Old Buck came through for me again, guys. <laughs> All right. 
right. And then the last one, physics. What sparkling name is given to the SI unit for energy defined as when a newton of force acts on an object through one meter? For the big zero points. We put shimmer. Yeah. <laughs> Good word. Uh, Good we waged a little bit more. We went 15, and I'm pretty sure this is a jewel. It is indeed a jewel. Not spelled the way the, the sparkling J-U-L. item is, but J-O-U-L-E. Yep. Yeah. Good get. Not not the vape. I was going to no. say, not the, is that the red <laughs> door Also not J-U-U-L. All right. Well, it looks like it all came down to the final round here. It's neck and neck. It's neck and neck. Uh, after some uh, smart wagering, or you might say uh, dumb wagering on, on uh, our part here over at the Suds of Our Lives, but lucky. Um, looks like the final scores are going to be 100 for Buckets of Bath Bombs and 115 for Suds of Our Lives. So the soap opera uh, dramatization looks like it lasted and uh, prevailed. Cream of the crop. And we are the cream of the crop. <laughs> I'm in such a daze. It, it, you have no idea. We don't need a tagline after 120-ish episodes. That's 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 our bread and butter, man. And we barely won. That's the won. cream to our crop. We barely won. I don't know if there's enough eggs in that cream, but there's no eggs in cream, in fact. <laughs> and that's, that is a correct statement. <laughs> All right. Neil's in a fugue state, so... <laughs> So also will, remind me to never eat anything Neil prepares. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I will go ahead and uh, thank Vivek for hosting a great game. Thanks. Uh, always a pleasure, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, and thanks for being a Patreon supporter. Emily, thanks for joining us in the studio, and also thanks for your support. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the dad jokes. Yeah. Good times were had. I feel like we let you down. There could have been a few more. <laughs> and just like that, Neil spills water on the table to finish this episode of Triviality. For Jeff, Neil, Emily, and Vivek, I'm Ken. That was Triviality. Um, yeah, we're good for it. And uh, we had other people jumped on too. He's like, look at these Americans. All these other guys are like, oh, silly, <laughs> whatever they call us. I don't remember. <laughs> we're probably, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh.